0: personal branding you hear this term over and over but let's face it it's a pretty vague term a lot goes into a personal brand and one of those elements is brand voice is your brand voice crystal clear is your message standing out ladies grab your drink of choice and pen and paper because my guest Brittany mcbean has a ton of juicy tips for you she tells us how to find and craft our brand voice and how to infuse our personalities in our writing. Brittany is a copywriter and marketing strategist. She's here to help us stand out with words that get us seen by the right people so we can make an impact and serve the people who need us the most. I promise you're gonna love her. Hey there, Mom Boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm Allison Scholes, brand strategist and lifestyle stock photographer. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. If you're ready to fine-tune your personal brand, grow your business on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life, then girl, you're in the right spot. And please don't be shy. You can connect with me over at bossladyinsweatpants.com. If you're ready for today's show, go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, and hide in your closet. It's time to dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show and I am so excited for today because I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Brittany and we are going to dive into the topic of how to find your brand voice. Hello Brittany, welcome to the show.
1: Hi Allison, I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, I'm excited too. Now before we jump into probably one of my favorite topics because I love teaching on personal branding give us an overview of your business and your mission.
1: Yeah, so I am a copywriter, an online marketing strategist for um, online educators, course creators and coaches. So basically I serve women who have an online business and are either serving in a um, you know, one-to-one or group coaching capacity or are scaling through digital education and need to clarify their message. So we really focus on figuring out who they are as a person and their message and their stories and their voice and the exact words that their ideal client needs to hear, what they need to understand um, so that the client can pick up what the service provider is putting down and they can um, just basically find each other and, and we're getting people to serve um, the right people through the messaging. I love
0: that. Cause I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that struggle with getting their message out there and they just don't know how to start. So my first question for you today, Brittany, is what is a brand voice? We hear that term all the the time, but can you break that down, the definition of a brand voice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when it comes to personal branding, that is such a broad term and so you know your your graphic designer will use it your um website developer will use it your um social media coach will use it the copywriter will use it so that word mean um the personal brand word might mean a little something different or might have different facets depending on who you're working with so you know when we say branding you might think my brand colors my font my logo how do people feel when they land on my website And all of that is super valuable. But when you strip all of that away and you take away all of the colors and the fonts and all of the beautiful spectacle that these talented designers have put up, what you're left with is the messaging. And your brand voice, I like to say, is your business dressed up as you. So really it is your personality infused into your brand. And I one distinction that I do think is really important to make because I think some of you just like those introverts or the people that are really private, you just started like sweating in your pits really heavily. I don't <laughs> think that people are brands. I think that you have a right to be a human, a person with um, private stories and a personal life that you don't share online. But I also believe that your business has a personality and that is your personality.
0: And I love that you said infusing your personality into your business. I think that really sums up what a brand voice really is. Now, when you talked about the introverted person or almost a quiet person, we might have some listeners thinking, okay, well, I'm not funny or I'm not sassy. So how do I really get my brand voice out there? How do I pretty much construct it?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. And that's something I hear a lot. I am someone who's really snarky and really sarcastic. Um, I use a lot of four letter words. I'm always making really off color jokes. So, and that's, that's me and that's who I am. And obviously I tone it down for my business to some extent, but that's something I hear a lot. Like Brittany, I'm not snarky or I'm not funny or I'm not witty or whatever the their I'm not is. So therefore I can't do this. And I just kind of want to call BS on that <laughs> um, because yes, there are people who are attracted to snark and sarcasm and humor and not everyone is. I have been told so many times, Hey, Brittany, you're not I'm not down with you because you dropped the f bomb. I'm like, that's great, that's fine. There is somebody out there that's for you. Maybe it's not me. So if you're not me, then you're you, and no one else can be you. You've got a monopoly on that market, and there are other people who are going to like you and be attracted to you and and want what you have because they connect with it. So maybe um, you're the refreshing opposite of them, or maybe you're like them. Maybe the, the other introverts out there, or somebody else who's really Really grumpy is like, I'm so tired of all of this, like, hashtag blessed positive life. Like, where are my grumpy, ambitious entrepreneurs? And so, they're gonna be really attracted to the, your grumpiness, or maybe they're just like, everyone is so negative, and I just want kindness and warmth. And they're gonna be really attracted to that. But whatever it is, like, the unique, complex traits that make up you, somebody else is going to either connect with or be attracted to. And that doesn't have to be funny or snarky or sassy.
0: I love that. And do you think if someone is really kind of sitting down and trying to zero in on their brand voice, do you think it's kind of important for entrepreneurs to come up with like keywords that describe their personality? Is that how someone would kind of start that process?
1: Yeah. You know, the thing with brand voice and uh, brand personality, it can be a really quick and simple process of just sitting down for the first time and being intentional. And it can be a lifelong process of just kind of figuring out um, what you stand for, what makes you, you, what are your values? How do other people perceive you? And so there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, And so yes, sitting down and just writing down, Your adjectives. What describes you? How would someone else describe you? Um, If you're going to ask someone else to describe you, I would just really encourage you to um, put that through a filter. You know, maybe you're not doing it to your Facebook group if you haven't really been, um, had a strength of showing up with your brand voice. Or maybe you're not asking um, someone who doesn't know you as well. Or maybe you're asking people in a different capacity. Like you'll ask your spouse who really sees all of you, probably some (laughs) ways that you're not showing up online, but then you're also asking your best friend and you're also asking, um, maybe a couple of your, uh, people that represent your ideal clients and just finding like those, those through lines and really pay attention for the words that pop up a lot or the words that have a lot of, similarities. So yeah, like listing those and then writing them down and saying, I'm going to sit with this for a little while. I'm going to really see who I am. Um, another way is just, you know, I, so when I work with a client, if I'm writing their website or, um, you know, their launch sequence, like if we're right, if we're doing a big package where I've got to really get in their voice, my job is to figure out their brand voice so that I can write in it. So I ask them questions like. If your um business was another brand what would it be? You know, is it um Chuck Taylor? Is it Target? Is it Anthropology? Is it Kate Spade? Is it um Mrs. Meyer's Cleaning Co? You know, like these all have a really different and unique brands. Um you know, is it uh, Wendy's or you know, which is like they're known for their social media snark, right? Um so just kind of thinking like what brands do I love? What other brands would I use to describe like my business? You know, I ask my clients, like if your brand was a room, what room would it be? And it's fascinating because sometimes people say the living room where everyone comes together, like that's a really common one. And so, you know, in that is like warmth inviting sometimes people say the kitchen where you have a bunch of different utensils that do um, a bunch of different things i've had people say the outdoor patio where you go to have fun so it's just kind of trying to think of these different ways that you can really personify yourself and then finding the through line so that was a lot of like kind of 30,000 foot view but um yes figuring out how other people would describe you figuring out what you like and why, and then what are the things that really make up you, your personality, your brand, and how you make others feel.
0: And I think it's important to note that when you are defining your brand voice and you're putting your brand voice out there on social media, you have to remember that your brand voice is not for everybody. And I think in the beginning where we want to attract everybody. We want everybody to like us. And I think it's important to note that if you are going to be strong in your brand voice, you have to know that you're not going to attract everybody. Would you agree with that, Brittany?
1: Oh my gosh. I could not agree with that more because here's the thing. Every market I don't care what market you're in, it's probably saturated, It's not oversaturated. And I kind of think that that's a really good thing because it just means that there's market validation for what you do. But if you do the same thing as a thousand or a million other people, how is someone going to know that you are the right person for them? So I absolutely believe in attracting and repelling. Like I feel very comfortable letting people know who I am and what I stand for so they can decide that they want someone a little bit different than what I have to offer. And the people who are like, yes, I love what she's saying. I agree with her. I haven't heard anybody else say it that way. They're going to flock to me because there are I think I'm a really good copywriter. I think that I have a really great brain for strategy. And there are a lot of other people who do what I do. Maybe they don't serve my exact niche, but I know that anyone who has an online business that is looking for some help with messaging and strategy could get on Google and could get on Instagram and find a minimum, a dozen, if not a hundred of, other different people. But I want, when they come to my Instagram, when they come to my website, I want them to know what I stand for. The headline on my website, like the very first thing when you see on that hero image has a cuss word in it because I want people to know that like, I have some grit to me. I, I don't take myself seriously. And I also can't like speak in this cloud of fluff. I don't have it in me. But I think that when we show up as ourselves, we really empower other people to say, yes, that person is for me, or you know what, I'm going to someone else. And I think that's a really powerful thing. And if you, I'm worried that maybe your listeners just heard that and their fear is like, okay, well, I want to attract people, but I don't want to repel people. I can't afford to have someone decide not to work with me. The danger there is that if you're not attracting and repelling, you are just hiding. Like you are, you are fading into the background. You are fading into the noise. You are just another, um, loud car horn honking in the middle of Times square. No one can pay attention because they don't know what you're saying and who you are. And it's that adage of, if you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. So the option isn't repelling or attracting it's attracting and repelling or fading into the background. I
0: always say you're being too generic if you're not yeah. repelling. Yeah. Yeah, all right, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> because, because if somebody can't figure out who you are and what you're about, they're gonna go to the person who they can because going back to that like, saturation, We, as consumers, we know that whatever it is that we want for the most part, you know, like maybe you want a Toyota, so you're going to go to Toyota. But when it comes to like choosing a service provider online or even buying a product, I know that there are dozens of people I can go to for whatever I want. So why would I find someone that I can't connect with? Whether I'm buying, um, you know, a handmade blanket for my daughter Or I'm hiring a business coach or, you know, like I can get that from anywhere. Why would I go to someone who I I can't figure out who they are?
0: And that's a key point. You want to make connections through your brand voice. I love that you said that. Absolutely. Make connections. Now I do have another question for you. Mm -hmm. How do I actually put my personality into writing? Because I think a lot of our listeners struggle with that part.
1: Yes. And this is, um, we all have our zone of genius. And when it comes to getting your personality into words, that's something that I will like hair flip, say I do well. (laughs) So, you know, you can reverse engineer this process. We talked about finding your brand voice and that can be a challenging process. And a lot of times, like the reason my clients come to me is because they do need an outside point of view. So yeah, maybe you can journal on your personality all day long and you can answer some of those questions, you know, those brand voice questions, but if it just doesn't come to you, then maybe kind of reverse engineer the process and just start putting your personality in writing. And then kind of figuring out what that is. So when I say putting your personality in writing, what I mean, and, and we say writing because if you're a business owner and you have an online presence, you have to write a lot of content. And I would imagine that for a lot of your listeners, that was kind of surprising. Like they're like, Oh, I'm really good at this one thing that I do, but I'm not a good writer, but I don't need to be. And then all of a sudden they're writing thousands of words in Instagram posts or a blog post or emails or all these things. You have to write a lot of content if you're a business owner. So the number one rule is to write the way you talk, whatever that looks like, however that looks like. And there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of figure out how to do this. I think it's a skill that you can practice, but um, you want to, whenever you write your content, you can write it down and then read it out loud. And if, if, as you're like, Literally out loud reading it, not just back in your head, but when you were reading it out loud, if you're like, I would never say that to my best friend, if you wouldn't say that sitting on the couch to your best friend, if you wouldn't text this to your best friend at 1 a.m. when you're both up nursing a baby, then don't write it to your audience. And I don't necessarily mean in um, content, because obviously, like, there's a filter, but in terms of how you would say something, if you're not texting your best friend saying, Hi, what problems are you having in your business today? I would love to help you with that. Then don't say that to your audience. You're going to sound like a weird, crazy robot, right? (laughs) Run it through that BFF on the couch or late night text message filter, you know, read it out loud. Just like, how does this sound? Does this sound like my voice? Does it sound like something I would say? Um, throw out so these are, I'm kind of giving you some bullet points. Now you can throw out all of your you know, your grammar rules, I'm giving you permission to, um, disappoint your high school English teacher. Like you have my, you have my full permission as a professional writer, you can disappoint your high school English teachers. So that means instead of breaking up your paragraphs every four sentences, Break, make a one word sentence and then make that a paragraph. Break up your paragraph every one sentence, every two to three sentences. So someone can really feel the cadence of the way that you're communicating with them. Um, Misspell something. You know, if you want to write full frizzle instead of for free because it helps somebody get your, your kind of your personality. I like to give this example. So let's say you have a long Southern draw and you would address someone by saying y'all then drag out those A's, write that with five A's, apostrophe LL. But if maybe you are a quick talker and you don't have time and you kind of talk in a really like quick cadence and you're going to say, you guys, listen now. And that sound is me clapping because I would put like the hand emoji in there and each of those words would be its own sentence. So you can really see like how that tone and that voice and that cadence is going to be really different between the y'all southern drawl and you guys or ladies or you know however you're addressing people so you can visually type and write using emojis using sentences and um, italics and capitalizing your words to emphasize and communicate your message as if you were in the room speaking with them and what that's going to do is give someone The feeling like they're sitting on their couch talking with you. And do you think someone is more likely to spend their money with their couch buddy or with the person that put up a Facebook ad they've never met before and sounds like a robo salesman?
0: I have to say my kids catch me all the time when I'm reading my Instagram captions out loud. I do it almost every day. And they're always like, mom, who are you talking to? And I'm always like, nobody, I'm just reading my <laughs> captions.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're, you will write it the way that you write, but your reader will read it the way that they think you're talking. So if there's a disconnect there, they're going to really feel like they don't know you as well, or they don't understand you, or that you're not really communicating with them because that's not how they talk with their friends.
0: Yeah. And you know what else I do, and this might be a really good tip, is when I do my email marketing, I will email it to myself before it's sent to my list. But I will make sure that I read it a few hours later because I'm refreshed and I haven't thought about it. That way, when I open it up on my phone, I'm like, oh, what did I write? And I will read it out loud to myself and make sure that it still sounds good. And it sounds like me. So that's a kind of a little tip for our listeners today.
1: Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And you know, we're getting a little bit into like copy tips, but I never write in real time. And I never write in the platform. And you I mean, you would think logically speaking with your voice would come the most naturally, but I do think it's a skill. Like it's something that um, I've developed. And so when I sit down to write, I still read it back. I still, you know, edit and kind of filter a little bit, but it does come much more naturally because I've been doing this for so long, but at first you're gonna have to work for it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. if you're not writing in real time, and by that I mean don't sit down and type up your email newsletter to your list when you're gonna send it don't write your Instagram post right before you post it. Don't write your Facebook, you know, write these things ahead of time, at least one sleep before you post, right? So you can go back and take it, you know, just a fresh look with fresh eyes and just say, how does this read? Does this sound like me? And then my other rule was don't write in the platform because your brain is going to do this weird thing when you're, whether you're writing your website and you're like, in WordPress or in Squarespace and you're, you know, you've got all the other features and buttons or whether you're just on Instagram and you know, it's just like small and it, it, You can't format it the way you want to. Um, I, everything I write, everything, sales page for a client to my own Instagram captions gets written in a Google doc first. Like, I just want to see it and a really plain, neutral, how does this look on paper? What do I really need to break up? You know, what can I combine together? What needs to be emphasized? So if you're just like, if this just feels a little cluttered and confusing, not writing in real time, giving yourself one sleep before you publish, and then doing it in a Google doc. Um, I used to use Evernote, but recently it started like deleting. Like last week I wrote an email to my list and I went back to copy and paste it from Evernote and it had deleted it. So I'm done with them. (laughs) Whatever your platform of choice is, um, staying out of the platform that you are posting in will really kind of help your brain see it in a very clear way.
0: That's really good advice. And I think I'm going to try that for now on using Google Docs. I love that advice. So for my last kind of question, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners might be thinking this, won't I sound unprofessional if I start writing with my brand voice? How would you answer that?
1: I get that question all the time. And I will tell you, this is 2020. We are just so far past what advertising and marketing looked like in like 1990 um, where it was cheesy and spammy or um, robotic personal is the new professional and if people cannot understand what you're saying you will confuse them and confused minds click off they just don't pay attention our brains want to conserve calories like that is an evolutionary fact so if you are speaking in your industry jargon if you are um trying to structure your sentences so they look more complex then people are going to be confused and They also, again, going back to that, like if they don't know you, if they can't figure out who you are, why would they buy from you? So we're not looking for professional experiences. Professionalism is doing high quality work. Professionalism is having a good system. It's showing up on time. It's, um, you know, speaking kindly or or whatever like professional in your work can look in the quality of work that you do and the quality of service that you provide but we are not looking to work with people who appear professional we're looking to work with people who we trust so personal is the new professional so any industry jargon that you can eliminate if 95 percent of your audience does not know that word It doesn't matter how true it is, do not use it. So like for me, depending on who I'm speaking with, I probably not gonna use the term sales funnel a ton if somebody doesn't understand that a sales funnel is really just your customer's journey from step A to buyer, right? But if I'm speaking to another marketer and we're talking, we're collaborating on a project that I'm going to say, all right, let's dig into this client sales funnel. Let's look at the analytics and the conversion metrics, right? Like, but I'm not going to write those words to people who don't understand them because it is very, alienating so i and another quick tip um studies have shown that copy or any kind of writing at a sixth grade level converts i don't i think convert would be the right word there i don't know whether it's just people prefer it more but um that people connect with writing at a sixth grade level or below so writing to your general audience is not going to um It's not going to cause you to look unprofessional or unintelligent. It's just going to allow them to understand you, which will allow them to connect with you and trust you.
0: Girl, you are on fire. And if you guys did not hear that, this is like the quote of the episode, personal is the new professional. I love that, Brittany. All right, so what is your best advice you can share with our listeners who are feeling either overwhelmed or just stuck when it comes to their brand voice?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. So it depends where you are. Like I said, you can reverse engineer this if it feels better, or you can start from scratch. But if one way feels overwhelming, then just don't do it because this is really just like doing the soul searching work of who are you and. I can't tell you how many clients I've sent off my brand voice questionnaire, which is really, like I said, just meant to help me excavate their voice. And I get an email back saying, I'll have to fill this out later. I'm crying right now. That happens almost every time, not because I'm harsh or mean or (laughs) there's anything like that, but that it really causes you to take a deep look at who you are so yes you can sit down and start out by writing who do I want to be how do I want other people to see me how do I want to make them feel what are the adjectives I want other people to use to describe me how do I want to show up but that feels to me so if that if that feels better to you do that start there for me that feels a lot more um Are a lot less tangible and a lot more subjective, I would rather just say, hey, when I'm not trying to do something, when I'm not trying to prove myself or when I'm really confident and comfortable, who am I? So this would mean, so these are the tips that I think will serve you more, but if this feels really hard, then start the other way. But go back through your text messages with your best friend. Just scroll, like spend an hour scrolling, what are the phrases that you use a lot? For me, I notice I always respond by using the word perfect. Like if somebody asks me a question like, "Um, will this time work? I'll always say perfect rather than that time works for me. So like, that's just like, okay, that's a word that I say a lot. How, How many words do you use in your sentences? Where do you abbreviate? You know, do you do you say probably, or do you say probs? I say probs a lot in my text messages. So like, you know, on my website, there's even a line that says, um, something like, are you using email marketing? You probs should because, and that's, that's on my website. That's on, that is where I want people to pay me the big bucks, but I want them to know who I am by hearing me talk to them. So go, Back through those text messages with your spouse, your best friend, the people who you are just so confident and comfortable with that there's no, you're not in your head when you're talking to them and just take note in the words and the phrases and the sentence structure and the amount of emojis and um, your cadence and your tone and your voice and, and all of that. Go back through past emails, but find these places where you have really organically and comfortably written or can, not written, but communicated with someone else where you weren't worried about how you were coming across and then use that to reverse engineer and say, oh, this is how I communicate, this is who I am. And then another tip that uh, that I think really helps that I didn't give before, but if you're struggling with writing, just voice to text. Just do, use Siri to, to write your content for you. You know, you wanna write an Instagram post, then pretend like you're writing it to your best friend do that like voice memo and say, "Okay, Allison, I have this great tip for you." And literally say her name, and then just go back through and edit to make sure it reads okay. Take out Allison's name, and you know, make sure there weren't any weird, um, you know, typos or she didn't, you know, put ducking when you meant the other word. <laughs> you know, like fix your autocorrects and just make sure that it reads correctly. But if you're like, "I'm a really bad writer," well, you're not. But just start being a speaker and let Siri or your voice memo do the writing for you.
0: Those were such great tips. And I love your tip about going back into your text messages. And that's actually, I think I'm going to do that for myself and check some text and see if it aligns with the brand voice that I'm putting out there. And it's so funny, like one text reel is actually coming in my head and I know there's a lot of curse words in there. so. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. All right, Brittany, you gave such amazing information and tips today. Where can we find you or how can we connect with you on social media?
1: Yeah, so I hang out on Instagram, um, probably a little bit too much, at Brittany L. McBean. Um, I will tell you, though, the number one way to connect with me and learn from me and swipe My ideas is to get on my email list because I write my email every week. I use my voice. I tell stories. I teach and sell through email and that's something a lot of people have questions about. So if you just want to stalk some, um, some copy strategy, get on my email list.
0: (laughs) And I will make sure that all of your information is in the show notes and Brittany, thank you so much for hanging out on the show today.
1: Oh my gosh, this was a blast. Um, I know I talked your ear off, but um, I could talk to a wall. So I really (laughs) appreciate you asking the right questions to help hone the message for your audience and just really um, making sure that they got the most value.
0: Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved today's episode and walked away with value, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel. This would make my day. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Allison Shoals or grab some freebies over at bossladyandsweatpants.com. Take care. I'll see you next time.